Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Beer, and alongside of me is my co-host, Ed Fletcher. And we're here to make you guys next up. Ed, how you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> this is our first podcast after school has ended. So um, for, for all of our Fairfield students listening, we snuck into the library and set up a little studio because Dolan is locked. So, Which is unfortunate. It's, it's, unfortunate. A, it's a little bit of a makeshift studio. But um, our guest today, his name is Karosh Gafari, and he's the founder of Waves. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me and respect for getting into the library. Yeah. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. So, Kroos, do you want to introduce yourself? Just kind of how old you are, where you come from, that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. So, my name is Kroos. I'm 22 and I'm from Iran. I lived there my entire life. My parents are Iranian. Everyone in my family is Iranian. And I moved to the UK four years ago to study. Um, back in Iran, I went to a German school because my, my grandma is kind of German. So I got the German passport, which is really, really cool. So I can yeah. travel around. Um, but yeah, I, I just left the country for two reasons. I needed to get a better education and what was available there. And yeah. I didn't want to go to the military service. So here I am in the UK, in London, studying business. And so cool. that is yeah, my background. That's awesome. Um, so we like to start our guests off with the same question, uh, and it kind of pertains to our brand. So that is Karosh. What inspires you to be next up? Uh, I want to, okay, this is a question that, okay, it's hard, it's hard to answer in a very unique way or in, in a way that still kind of feels personal. I really enjoy solving problems that immediately affect the person. So I am not really in love with building um, enterprise software or anything like that that kind of takes care of the taxes of a company or something. I really, really, really enjoy listening to someone's problem, building something that solves that problem and then speaking to that same user again. That that is just the coolest thing in the world. And um, uh, my main interest lies in the field of education technology. And it's not because... I am so in love with education. I've actually fallen in love with education because of my real, real passion, which is creating value. So within the education space, you have this like unique opportunity to catalyze innovation in the sense that if you do make something better for students who are learning something, you can apply that better framework in any kind of class. And for example, let's say physics, mathematics, biology, literature, students learn it a better way. And then later on, they can innovate in a better way simply because they have a deeper understanding of that. So I am really, really interested in education because of its ability to catalyze. And yeah, that's what inspires me to be next up. (laughs) That's a good answer. Education is so interesting to me because throughout the years it's it, it throughout like the past hundreds of years it has changed so much and not even like like not even just the content but how things are taught um every 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 year we learn new things about science like i remember in my high school science classes they taught us about how what they thought the model of an atom looked like and then 50 years later it's they were completely wrong yeah. and it's weird to know that like maybe we're completely wrong about things right now. Like, and, but uh, two plus two equals four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different than an atom, but yes. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. Just the, the, 
the integration of technology. Um, yeah. So Karosh, you founded Waves. Can you kind of touch on what Waves is? Yeah, um, for the B2C, so business to consumer section, just for yeah. people like you and me, Waves is just a micro community. You know, you can either pick between, if you're really interested in startups, and let's say you're really, really interested in uh, crypto, you can join a big community on Discord or on Slack with thousand people are into crypto, or you can join a Wave, which is basically you fill out a form, you tell us about yourself, and then we match you to only eight to 12 other people based on your interests, your stage in life, your passion, your goals, and your own private group chat. So it's a move away from bigger equals, better, huge group chats, and they just make them really, really small and personal just to make you feel safe, make you feel heard, and just create these meaningful connections or at least help create meaningful connections. For the B2B side, which is the basic, which is the actual business model of Waves, what we do is we're trying to create software that will allow businesses to fragment or segment their communities into these smaller micro communities. So businesses always say that they're community first and that they're building for the community. The only problem is that as your community grows, it becomes a scarier place for your users. So a larger community is not actually beneficial to your users in, I don't know, in just the context of safety and reducing anxiety and right. allowing people to make meaningful connections. So right now we're creating software to help businesses to create small groups. That's what Wave is. Yeah, that's it's kind of like how a lecture hall, you're not going to know your professor that well. Like if there's 100 people in your class, but if you're in a class with like, 18, 20 people, you're going to get to know your professor and you'll probably learn a lot better. Um, that's a good so way. That's, 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 a, that's a really good way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually, um, that. no, that's, that's really, really good. Actually, right now, the biggest, we're super early stage, like three months in ways, three months old, literally. We have no idea what we're doing. Right. And right now, <laughs> we're trying to decide on our target audience and universities are actually part of that so in the uk i don't know how it is in the u.s but in the uk a usual course has about 300 to 400 people in it mm -hmm. and what the uni does at the very beginning of the year is it creates a big whatsapp group 250 people in it and you're supposed to like share i don't know you're just i don't know what you're supposed to do in there honestly like yeah. what people usually do is they use the group to cheat on online exactly right <laughs> um instead of doing that instead of being added to like a big big community and not being able to meet anyone what we can do is we can run the entire database of students through waves and then connect you with people who are actually like you and they don't have to be in your course you know economic students history students literature students we can all connect them across the entire university and small community yeah it's no, interesting. really cool so did you how did how did you develop i don't even know what the right word here is how did you develop like the software software or the algorithm to actually take people's information and like place them together like how does that work it's a survey it's it's literally just a survey and then we connect you on four to five match different the answers, answers that you give us. okay exactly like at this point you don't really even need an algorithm just a few really really good formulas on gotcha. google sheets or on excel um the thing is that i don't Personally, I might be wrong. I might listen to this episode like three months from now. I'm like, wow, I was dumb. But I don't really believe that the matching has to be ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. I do believe that humans have this 
great ability to make connections regardless of how connected you are. If you throw a person, if you throw two complete strangers into a room and they actually spend an hour listening to each other, it's hard to dislike them. It's yeah. hard to like dislike the other person. Right. Just right. create the safe space, create that room. Yeah, no, yeah, you have to have a lot of trust in the human in the human race. Um, so you're not building your own kind of platform, you're kind of licensing out the software. Can you touch on why you decided to license it out? Yeah, of course. So we are not creating an app um, for Waves. The reason for that is because I think let's the phrase let's create an app is this very very overused thing that we students do when we think of like a new idea or like a new startup we're just like let's create an app um but the truth is that getting people on an app and making them continuously use it and make it a habit is so hard it is so so hard just think of all the apps that you download and never use Mm -hmm. what we can do with waves is we can either create the specific waves app with all of your specific waves group chats on it, or we can take advantage of WhatsApp opening up its API for businesses to use. Like I have an app that 2 billion people use every single day where your mom and your dad text you in the UK, at least. I know it's not like that in the US. So why should I create an app specific for ways if I already have that platform? Um, and yeah, so we licensed it out to businesses, or at least that is the plan. Um, this is the way we did it the first time. We basically just licensed out software that the, that the businesses can use mm-hmm. for themselves and they can integrate the way kind of concept with Slack, Discord, WhatsApp, whatever it is that they want. Um, yeah. So we're just making it, we're choosing the path of least resistance, kind of. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I think that's cool. I think licensing it, it's just so undervalued licensing it out because you don't have to worry about as much stuff like you said it is the path of least resistance exactly it's just it's kind of software as a service it's just a subscription model right Mm. um they can use it they pay monthly i don't know we might change but building an app come on i don't have the time i don't have the expertise and i don't have just like the expensive it's crazy expensive like what if no one uses it uh-huh. Yeah. And no, then, it makes yeah. it makes so much sense to yeah. license it out. Like you said before, there's so many apps that go unused. Like think about what someone goes on their phone for in a day. There's probably like seven apps mm-hmm. max that they use every single day. Yeah. And crazy. those are all like the huge companies. And it's like it's almost impossible to compete with those right. types of things. Have you ever been on Clubhouse? Yes, I have. Okay. I've used it a lot in you the have? beginning. Yeah, so I use it a yeah. lot in the beginning too, and then it, I read an article that their user that their usership um, declined by seventy percent. So True. there you go. There, there you go. I'm like what do you? Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> yeah. One month in, in January or something, or in December, they had nine million users, new users. So a decline of seventy percent, you got to put that in perspective. A decline in seventy percent from nine point seven million still pretty insane it, it, it is I still think, pretty insane yeah yeah true but i think clubhouse was destroyed by all of those people trying to like add value and sell their courses and like yeah, sell you their books yeah. and all of that stuff yeah it sucks yeah but but clubhouse is a really good concept true it is um but twitter is making it zuckerberg is probably on his way to like build it right now or acquire clubhouse yeah um 
it's sad that when you see Twitter spaces, which is open to the ones who have more than 600 followers, is using the entire Clubhouse framework just as a feature. Yeah, now that's mm-hmm. it. It's 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 really crazy how like you could create something and then these conglomerates could just go do it. It's actually really exactly. unfair. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Like if you're a young founder and you want to go into tech, then you really really believe in innovation. And if we just look at innovation as like a sophistication of a previously available product or process, you should want the best person to win, right? If Clubhouse comes up with this concept that someone can do it better, you should root for the person who can do it better because at the end of right. the day, we just want the best product available. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. true. That's true. That's a good but point. Sad, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead. Okay. So how do, how do you go about pricing a product such as Waze? Like where do you even, how do you even, how do you start with that? <laughs> okay. Quick disclaimer. I messed it up in extremely. Um, so Waze, has let's not call them a client because you know everything's agreed but like no contract is signed yet right the, the someone was interested in just using waves right and we were crazy about that and after two months you know you're just building something super tiny and someone wants it so now you're thinking okay how do i price it yeah um the way we did it in the very with them was that we just looked at the hours that need to go in to create like a specific number of waves this is just called like the concierge test or like wizard of Oz. like you're acting like it's software but you're doing everything in the back mm-hmm. so i just took the hours it took me i put a specific rate on it and then we sent out the price and to us it was like crazy price because you know like young founders super inexperienced team we have no idea how much money businesses actually have right so we put a big <laughs> price tag on it and we got on a call with the client when they were saying that whether when they were telling us whether they want to work with us or not and they called us affordable, which in mm. the startup world basically means you're ridiculously cheap. Um, so it's either that I didn't put in enough hours on the contract or is that my rate was so low, but you don't mm. want to be called affordable. Um, no. But still, I believe that like pricing it based on the hours that you would usually put in in the beginning is good. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. I mean... I, I think I think sometimes it's good to be affordable too, though, because you do want to be the cheap, cheaper than the next guy, but you do want to maximize and, and profit as much as you can. So there's kind of a balance that you need to find, I feel like. Yeah. True, but with enterprise software, it's always like, if you go on any website um, and it says, like, there's a, there's a free option, there's usually a light version premium, and then it says enterprise. They never show the price of the enterprise software that you want to get for like mm-hmm. the entire company. Right, right. So you will kind of know how expensive your your competitors are, but it will always depend on that specific company. Yeah, that's so true. Go for expensive, in my opinion. Right. If you're cheap, someone will say yes. If you're extremely expensive and there's no direct competition or they just don't feel like having six new conversations with your competitor, mm-hmm. go expensive and negotiate down. If they don't negotiate, you're too cheap. That's a good point. Yeah. That it does make sense because if you're if you're being called affordable, it kind of puts like a a bad like taste in your mouth that it's like not as good of a product as it can be. Right. Like in terms of like cars, an affordable car will get you from point A to point B, but it, a Ferrari is not affordable, and it's, and it's a beautiful car. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's 
it's a balance. Yeah, it is a balance. Um, yeah. So you just started this, what, three months ago, right? True. And I know it might be hard to give a little bit of advice, um, but do you have any advice for people trying to start their, their company? Yeah. So before Wave, we were working on this thing called Almost Founders, which is also a podcaster, it's a newsletter for entrepreneurship education. And I think the when I switched to working on Only Wave, the biggest difference for me was the amount of failure that you need to be able to deal with. Um, when you're building a product and you can immediately see the impact that it has on your users, you will be extremely sad. I have 20 waves running on my phone right now. And whenever people are not engaging, when people are not having fun, I can feel that. With the podcast, it was like you put an episode out there and then you get the feedback and it's either good or bad, but it's usually like a one-time feeling. With waves, it's like continuously every day, I'm down or up. Um, emotional intelligence. Work on your emotional intelligence. And I think the best way is to just be extremely open. Find that one person that you can speak to all the time, not for like advice or anything. You don't need to go and look for anyone's advice. Just, just find someone that is really willing to listen to you, open up to them, be transparent, be vulnerable, tell them that I've had a really, really terrible day. They don't need to like help you out. But if you speak to someone, you will be able to cope with it in a better way. Um, that would be my first, that would be probably the most important thing that I would tell anyone. Also, every piece of advice always add, it depends on the end of it. Like don't listen to entrepreneurial advice all the time. You know, it always really depends on what you are doing and what you're building. There's right. this lean entrepreneur, the lean startup book, the Bible of entrepreneurs, sometimes in most of the time, 99% of the time, it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it doesn't. So always like kind of be aware of who you are and what really is important. And yeah. yeah that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's cool though. Um, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people um, do look for instant gratification, right? Like, so I, I, I follow like um, stock traders on Twitter, right? And in their, in, in the comments of stock of like day traders, it's like, how can I, like that's it's like this 15 to 20 year old kid who's like how can i make ten thousand dollars super quick how can i do this how can mm -hmm. i do this but it's like dude listen you you're looking for instant gratification and i'm telling you right now 99 percent of the people in this world that are wealthy did not get wealthy overnight mm -hmm. you know jeff bezos worked his butt off of amazon for 20 years before it was even anything same thing with with uh zuckerberg mm -hmm. same thing i mean actually Okay, Facebook kind of blew up, but, <laughs> um, but um, Steve Jobs, same thing, worked his mm -hmm. butt off at, at Apple. So, I mean, 99% of the people that are wealthy in this world did not get wealthy overnight. And it's the same thing with usership. If your users are down, it's okay. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of, it, it's just a being consistent with it, I, it's, I feel like. It's, it's PP, patience and persistence. Okay, I was going to say, what is PP? <laughs> It's a good filtering system as well. Like if you're in it for the long game, you will probably not give up if you have a ton of bad days and there are a ton of bad days. Like I generally don't remember the last success. Um, but Which like, is okay. It's fun. 
Yeah, it's all right. You know, yeah. like I have fun building this thing. Maybe it's going to be something. Maybe it's not going to be something, but like it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Terrible. It, and, bad, but it's fun. <laughs> at at right. least you get to say you tried it and it's an yeah. experience and, and you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something from it. I don't know. Yeah, like, true. I, yeah, a lot of a lot of biz- people that start their own businesses, their first one does not succeed. And you learn one from each successive from the from the previous one yeah and then you take that new knowledge and you make it in it's just a domino effect yeah just basically whatever you want to do just do it do it yeah do it hard Um, oh can i add another piece of advice that i think is maybe even more important than what i mentioned before yeah um idea of vision so usually when we start when when young founders start startups and like my me myself as well we try to do the fun stuff first as in like, let's come up with a logo. Let's decide mm-hmm. on a mission. Let's decide on a vision. And the vision is something that I did really, really wrong first time around with almost founders. And also at the beginning of ways, your vision is not a list of your product features. So whenever you have a problem that you want to solve, let's say it is, um, let's say it's mental health. Okay. Don't make your vision in the mental health space, like I'm going to build an app where people with issues can just call each other, talk to each other, and you get tokens in the form of emoji. A lot of times people will have visions like that that are extremely detailed about the specific product at the end. Mm-hmm. Your vision is only what you want the world to look like if you succeed. Just say that my vision is to help people with mental, is to just provide a platform for people who want to speak about their mental health. That's mm-hmm. it. That's literally it. The thing is that in the beginning, when you decide on a lot of things that you want to do and you have these huge roadmaps, you're kind of putting yourself in a cage that you can't get out of because you will always be working towards that app or that website or that platform. Don't do that. Like you'll change the whole time. Your idea will change. And if you're holding on to something, the change is going to be harder. Don't hold on to something, fall in love with the problem, not the solution. That's it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. I like it a lot. Um, okay. So, Karosh, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, it was a great podcast. I think this has got to be one of our better ones. A um, couple things. Make sure everybody listening, subscribe to our newsletter for exclusive content. We're waiting in, to grow that a little bit more before we, we release our, our new content. Mm-hmm. Um, join our website. Connect with other students. Um, And we hope to make you guys next up.